Welcome to the Conscious Educator Playground, where we collaborate with trusted educators from around the world to ignite and empower a passionate community committed to revolutionizing education from the inside out. Join me as we create our lives and our cultures on purpose. This is the Conscious Educator Playground. Let's play. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Conscious Educator Playground podcast. Uh, Sheba and I are back. It's been a couple of weeks of hiatus. We had Thanksgiving last week, and then the week before that, I was, you know, middle of moving, little things. I, I'm still in the middle of moving. I don't know many people that can say that over this duration of time, so I'm going to say that I'm special being <laughs> still in the middle of moving. I don't know if I want to be special for that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So, Shiva, before we get started, what um, what did you celebrate that you were grateful for in in the month of November? Well, not all the time anyways. I know you do. Oh, yeah. I'm just um, celebrating the fact that, you know, so speaking of moving, I made a big move out here. Um, it was me and my two sons, and they are both in college and doing very well. And um, I'm very thankful for that because that's what I dedicated myself to when they were growing up. I'm like, you know, I can take you this far and then the rest is up to you. So I'm just very grateful that they're... Yeah situated, you know, on their campuses, and they're both doing very well. So, so vital um, to be able to do that and to make that that leap of faith for all of you together. Like, what a what an exciting and scary time, too, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, when yeah. we came out here, I was just thinking, Sandy, so um, because the pandemic slowed everything, to, it, well, I don't know why I'm saying slow, it like halted so much. Yeah. So when we weren't able to go on my then um, junior's college tour, we traveled during like that first summer where, you know, the vaccines weren't out. I mean, it was just a crazy time. Yeah. And the three of us were in D.C. and we just fell in love. So a year That's later, awesome. here we were. That's so awesome. It's kind of how, you know, I, I did my city dating tours. And as soon as I was in New England, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is my place. And everyone's like, but it's cold. I'm like, uh-huh. And I like it. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. T talk to me in a few months and I'll let you know if I still like it. But you know, after you're all going. bundled up. <laughs> right. right. As long as I've got a beanie and some gloves and my nice jacket, I think I'll be okay. Uh, we'll, we'll make it work. So, so today we're actually, we're going to talk about data-driven success. And um, as we kind of dive into the, the new year, or, you know, I, I tend to do this, you know, sometimes every day, really thinking about, oh, what do I, you know, it's a new day, new opportunities, and um, really looking at our, our personalized ROI roadmap, like what's our return on investment? Um, and I also like to talk about what's our ripple of impact. Um, so ROI kind of meaning two different things. Because if we look at the return on investment that we're making in how we plan how we actually look at our success going forward. And if we can do it from a personal data perspective, right? It it's not like looking at someone else's data or, or, you know, getting into this comparison space. It truly is about what's our data and, and how are we capturing that? And so um, I don't know about you, but but how many times do you do you jump into a day or a or a new year, Shiva, with with this um, optimistic lens, these these dreams of all these things are possible, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this time or this year. I mean, how many of us, you know, have 
made New Year's resolutions. Some of us, you know, I, I stopped a couple of years ago because I was like, okay, I just keep not doing it. Um, and then I have that itty bitty shitty committee, you know, coming in the back of my mind, that <laughs> that backseat driver, that internal voice, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's like, I told you so you would never do it. You know, it's that, that unkind voice that we would never actually say to, to someone else, but we definitely say to ourselves in our own brains, like, how many times do you end up in that, that space? And do you still do New Year's resolutions? Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't feel like I end up in that space as much as I used to. I think that mm-hmm. was probably me um, in my 20s, maybe my early 30s. And I don't do New Year's, New Year's resolutions anymore. And I think um, once I lost um, a very important people in my life, and I realized that you don't have to start anew at a certain day. And I just felt like if I'm blessed enough to have another day, and if there's something I want to change, then if my New Year's resolution just happens to be March 18th or whatever, <laughs> then, <laughs> right. then that's going right. to be the day. But yeah, no, I've definitely yeah. been there. Yeah, I think um, I think just a lot of things happened to me that made me grow up in that respect, mm-hmm. in that, you know, why am I beating myself up when this is just a part of life? Right. Sometimes right. things don't go the way we want. But I think what I've learned um, from working with you, Sandy, is really just living with intention, right? right. And, and following through and mapping out, not being afraid to map out the things that we want. And I think that that definitely softens uh, the blows of disappointment. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And, and going into it with, you know, and with optimism, because otherwise we we would never set goals if we, you know, we're constantly like, oh, it'll fail, it'll fail, it'll fail. And that's going to, you know, put you in a mindset where you're never going to actually set, set yourself up for success. And, you know, we know, you know, what you focus on expands. If you decide that you want to buy a red car, all of a sudden you see red cars everywhere. Um, you're like, why does everyone have a red car? Now I don't want one or whatever you end up saying after if you start seeing all of that type of car or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and I think one of the keys and, and, you know, there, there's five different points that we're going to cover um, at least today. And, and a few more may pop into our minds, but, but we've outlined five um, to really creating data-driven success um, and personalizing your own ROI roadmap. Um, and in the first step for me that I've found in the last few years and, and it's, it's taken me a bit to actually get here is, is to get radically honest with myself that, and this is from the beginning of my plan, from, from even the, the spark of the idea is actually tuning in to what that internal voice is saying, what that itty bitty shitty committee is talking about um, and asking them what they're afraid of. Because if, if I immediately say, you know, I, I want to have a beach home. You know, there's there's a lot of people in the world when I talk about this that that we were similarly aligned. You know, I, I want to house the beach, mm-hmm. and then immediately, like, there's this little internal voice. You know, sometimes it's in my heart, sometimes it's in my head, sometimes it's you know this weight on my shoulders that goes, yeah, right, whatever, and it'll say something snarky. <laughs> do you have do you have those snarky voices too? Snark- <laughs> we all have some snarky voices. <laughs> Yes, mine, mine tend to have a little attitude, a little, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're going. Like, I told, in you, the I told you wouldn't do it, right? Uh, whatever right, whatever right, that right. is, right. and um, and what I like to to do, and what I found is really helpful for me is if I 
I envision that I'm kind of sitting on a park bench with them, mm-hmm. um, with that committee. And sometimes it's one person that comes to mind or sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, this committee is loud. So there must be like 10 of them. I don't know. But I, but I listen and I actually get curious with them and go, what, what are we afraid of? Why, why are we saying no? And you get just that awareness that, that you have those little voices and then getting curious with them going, Hey, what's going on? Like, what are we afraid of? Well, you know, the last time or something else will come to mind in your thoughts that will, will actually allow you to go, Oh Yeah. And I'm going to do it this time different. And then you might have another voice that comes in and goes, yeah, right. Or whatever again. And then go, no, no, I'm actually committed to it because I'm going to do this, this, and this. And as soon as you start to feel your nervous system relax and you allow that new truth to become aligned, right? And into what you truly want and going, oh no, this one, this one's a heck yes. Or there's other words that people use. <laughs> actually make it a, a full-blown, full-body, like, yes, this is absolutely happening in my life. My son and I were having this conversation um, a couple weeks ago about his dreams and his goals, and at 21 years old, kind of trying to align his life and, and set himself up for success. And he goes, Mom, there's just this, like, I just know that I'm going to be successful. He goes, which is crazy for me at 21. He goes, I don't, I don't have money. I don't have wealth. Yeah, 21 years old, I haven't built it yet. And yet he's like, I just know I will. I'm like, that's not crazy, son. Trust that and allow that to guide you. It's those times when we doubt that and we make up those stories from the past that we we get to this place where we start sabotaging ourselves. And so we don't even get out of the gate with any kind of, of measure of success, any kind of momentum towards making our dreams a reality. How has that shown up for you, Shiva? How's that, how's that been? Have you noticed yourself as you've kind of grown through life that you're more aligned and, and can align that itty bitty shady committee to, to be on your side? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and I just, um, yeah, I mean, especially as I've grown, like I said, you know, when I lost my mom, um, it's almost going to be nine years ago. I think that that was a tremendous shift just in the way that I thought about everything. Because as she was, um, she had cancer and it was a two and a half year battle for her. And she said that when she reflected on her life, she said, I wish I would have done so much more. And she encouraged me to just live out loud because when your time has to come, there's no going back and you don't want to die with regret. So, I mean, and that's not everyone's story. But I'm going to accept what is my story. And that's what it was. And when I, you know, um, my students will always say, oh, you're always so happy. You're always so this. And it's not necessarily that I'm happy every day, but I know that life is a blessing. So I, you know, I hear those voices. I'm not going to say like it's all, you know, Pollyanna and everything's perfect. But I just recognize that every day I have here on this planet is just another chance to get it right. So and it yeah yeah. sorry go ahead no no so that's just so within the last decade that's really been the shift for me I love I love how you said she talked about living out loud right and and really taking in and and owning that wisdom you know that that's come to you for a reason right there's a reason that she shared that with you for you to be able to to carry forward in your life and and for her legacy to live live on right 
which is so powerful. And, and to be able to look at, at our past patterns of behavior and, and decide to celebrate what's working. I think we miss, we miss that part sometimes is that we, we look at our past patterns and, and we want to look at all the things that are wrong and all the things that were broken, all the, all the, the habits and behaviors that, that aren't working or, or that we've, we've diminished or, or whatever it is. And then get, we forget to celebrate all the things that are working. And, and I think that that's another key point is to go, yes, look at our past patterns and look at, at the habits that aren't working in, in terms of, yes, I want to grow in that area. Don't leave out the part that says, I'm going to celebrate all the ways that I have created success in my life. Yeah. I'm going to celebrate all the ways that, that things do work out in my favor. All of the times that I, I did, quote unquote, win, whatever, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I just, I can't, like, gratitude is one of my top core values. And it, and it goes to, like, within gratitude, I'm, I connect in celebration, right? It's that we focus on what is working. We focus on what we are thankful for. And, and even in when we're looking at developing our personalized ROI roadmap, is look at the data, but you have to look at both sides of the data. <laughs> Just look at the data that of all of the ways that you've fallen off the proverbial cliff. You know, look at look at the ways that you are winning um, by your definitions throughout life. Right. Right. How do you see that with your students? Do you see do you see students um, right now in your classes that really get to celebrate their successes, or do you see them being more hard on themselves? I think that I see my students now, um, especially now, being very, very hard on themselves. And I think that social media plays a very big role in that. You know, um, it's like, so for right now, um, half of my my students are seniors. So it's like, well, and I, I have this board because I always want to celebrate them. So I have a board where we post all of their college acceptances. And I have some students that will tell me every time they get accepted into a school, that's fantastic. And we celebrate, right? And I don't care what tier it is; it's a school that you got accepted into, and we're going to celebrate it. But I have some students that say, "Well, I got accepted into some schools, but they're not great schools." And I'm like, "Well, mm-hmm. what do you mean?" Well, when I talk mm-hmm. to like you know all of my other friends, and they're saying that they're applying here and they're applying there, and so I just try to remind them: not everyone's path is the same. And that comparisonitis gets us every time, oh, yeah. no matter how old we are. I was listening to a student panel today at the, the conference that I was at, and you know they were saying the same thing, that one of the things that derails them the most is that comparisonitis. Mm-hmm. And you know they have their internal you know, struggles of, of you know, am I achieving enough? Can I, can I accomplish enough? And, and all those pressures. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, the, like you were saying, the societal pressures of what what is enough and with the rise in social media with the ability for all of these things to be shared at a moment's notice and you know everyone to be instagram ready or whatever i don't know i'm not that hip to be able to know what to call it so (laughs) to look through this lens of like wait a minute we're i'm not you you're not me we can walk a journey like in the same playground, but that doesn't mean that our lens and our journey and our, our outcomes and our wit, like it's not the same. Like we get to be unique, amazing humans and we get to celebrate ourselves for those itty bitty wins, right? And and we get to have itty bitty cheerleading committees because if we never convert our itty bitty shitty committee into an itty bitty cheerleading committee, and I'm thanking my <laughs> my NLP coaches for that that language, mm-hmm. um, is, is to really 
we're doing ourselves a disservice and we're missing part of what it creates to, to look at the data and create success in our lives and really define what that's going to look like in the future. Because it, it also taps into the science of happiness. If we never have a sense of progress, i.e. we don't even know what progress looks like or we don't even set those milestones up to know what we're celebrating along the way, then, then we're missing what it is to, to create holistic well-being you know, and, and making sure that we're, we're on the right path. Um, Shiva, what's, what's something else that, that comes up for you in, in terms of creating success? Um, uh, in terms of creating success, I think it's just, you know, again, with this word, just being very intentional about defining what success is for me. Mm, that that yes. is without worrying about the gaze of the other no matter mm -hmm. who or what the other might be, whether it be society or this itty bitty shitty committee that's always there, et cetera. Mm -hmm. and, and really grounding into what's going to make me feel like I'm on the right path. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's how I've done it. I mean, so for instance, teaching was not, this was not the field that I went to school, I went to school for, you know? And one of my, you were talking about um, one of your core values, one of my core values, you know, that's high on the list is love. And I tell yeah. my students all the time, if they're like, this is my favorite class. And I said, you know what, for me, I don't, I'm going to say that I, I know that I'm not the most skilled teacher, but you know, we're able to have this experience because I do everything out of the, the seat of love. And that's mm -hmm. how I give because I love students. I love you know, just the the field. I love the teachers that I work with. And so I think that that's how I've learned how to define success for myself. If I'm operating out of this place of love, and if it feels right for me in this moment, then I'm a success. That alignment is huge. And, you know, that really looking at and, and I hear you, you know, referencing core values, which are so vital to really know when you're in or out of alignment right. with what success will be is when you define it, right, is, is to create that roadmap for yourself Absolutely. so that you can see it versus having to hold it all in your mind. And when you can write down your core values, when you can write down what they look like when they are working for you, right, what, what the behaviors look like, what, how do you know when you're achieving it? Then, then you have it visually to reference back to, and you can actually then check in with yourself. And then when you're, when you're off, you know, the other thing that I heard you saying is, is choosing that one habit to rewire at a time. Absolutely. Right. Don't, don't try to, you know, look at it all and, and focus on all of it. And, and I have, you know, personally, I have 10 core values articulated. Um, for some people, I'm like, just start with three, like get, yeah. get three. And, and then you have a really good core of what you're working towards in, in articulating and then pick one to align. Absolutely. Or if you're going to pick one thing is, is one habit to up level at a time. And to do that for at least three months, to look at the 90 day rule, there's so many different, you, you can look at how long it takes to create, create a habit and you'll get so many different answers if you Google it. Mm -hmm. But the, to really create a comprehensive, sustainable new habit, in a way that actually serves you is to really stick with it for 90 days. And that feels like a long time, but when you're rewiring your brain and you're focused on one thing, 
So for example, if you want to work out for 30 minutes a day, every day, seven days a week, and that's what you're committed to, then, then commit to it for 90 days. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, how could I not do this now? Because you've truly rewired it. But if you want to add in meditation and then you want to add in, you know, healthy eating, and then you want to add in, and yes, all of those things play together and are, and are equally important. But if you're trying to do it all at once, it gets overwhelming and it feels it's too much change coming at you all at one time. We we all know what that's like, especially those of us that work in the field of education. Oh, yeah. Too much change comes down, you know, from the powers that be all at once. And, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. We're not even used to what we started doing last year. And now we're whoa, wait a minute. So don't don't set your own personalized roadmap up, you know, for, for anything but success by really looking at what is one goal per quarter. Mm-hmm. And how can you actually measure your success of that and celebrate your wins along the way? Absolutely. Right. And so kind of summarizing, and, and this is this is the fifth thing that I think kind of anchors them all in together. And it's it's a little bit different, but but definitely anchors them. It's connecting for me, my what to my why to my when. Mm-hmm. When I connect those three things. So knowing that when I set a target date for something to achieve my desired outcome and I'm anchored in my why, I want to achieve my what, right? And I'm clear on the specifics. So my what isn't just, you know, one blanket statement. My what is really specific and clear. And my date is really clear, right? And my why is really clear. Then I can get to that highest rate of success. But if I'm not connecting those three, then it stays ambiguous. And it's, I mean, I, I learned SMART goals back, I think I learned it in high school, but it might've been college. I don't remember, a long time ago. And so, <laughs> this to me is, is it's just much more simple because I, there was a long time when I was like, wait, what's the acronym SMART? What are specific, <laughs> measurable, attain, like all the things, right? And we know it because of the acronym. But yet, if we just think, why do I want it? Why do I want what I want? And when do I want it by? Start there. Start simple so that you can create momentum. Because how many of us actually sit down and create SMART goals every month? I, I don't. I, I do it this way instead because it's, it's simpler. And so then I get more momentum and back to that sense of progress that's anchored into the science of happiness yeah. is that we can actually feel momentum and then celebrate the wins along the way. So with, with everything that, that I have going on in my life, um, I have so many different projects happening all at once. And I, I remember several years ago, um, hearing about different women that were, were doing different things and on nonprofit boards and and running organizations and mom and this and that, the other thing, I'm like, how do they, how do they function? I'm in my twenties, just trying to figure out how to be a mom. Um, and now it's like, okay, this is how, this is how is by being specific, by having a plan, by actually looking at the data from your past to inform your future, but you have to look at it equally, recognizing that, that if you want to grow, grow in one area at a time so that you can create that success, really getting radically honest with yourself about the truth of why you want what you want. And is that aligned to your core values? And create that roadmap so that you can see it and anchor it into a timeline. It 
it really allows us this to look at the return on our investment of the time. We're going to see much higher results when we create a plan and our ripple of impact to those around us energetically, especially. I mean, just showing up with intention and showing up with a plan allows us to create this attraction around us where people are like, what are you doing different? Like, I, I want some of that mojo that <laughs> that's hanging out around you. Right. And, and then we create our tribes and our communities of like-minded people where we then create a lot of momentum of success together because we can go farther together. You know, it's similar to, you know, you're talking about your number one core value is love. Mine is, mine is love as well. And that's why you and I are so anchored in um, to our life philosophies and just, you know, from moment one, it's like, oh my God, full human on this planet. I, we're just, <laughs> we're in it. Um is is because we're we're both anchored in and we've done the work to actually articulate it for ourselves. So I am grateful to you as always. Um, any final words of wisdom as we kind of wrap up our our twenty five minute podcast? <laughs> I just I just want to tell people, yeah, just um, so Sandy, I think you've said it all, right? Um, just um, and I think that the one thing that I hear from people, it's just um, it's just the fear. Right. Well, no, it's never going to work out. And I, you know, I just, I'm going to say, don't speak those things into your own life. We're mm -hmm. talking about love. You know, um, I tell my students this all the time. Think about the person that you love the most. And would you say those things to the person that you love the most? Put yourself then in that seat of yes. someone that you love equally as much as the person you love the most because you're important and you matter and you have to take care of yourself in order to to be able to give and to do all the things for other people and to be of value to yourself and to the world so just don't be afraid I love it yeah. I love it because on the other side you know taking that proverbial leap is joy there you'll it find is. it yes! every time you'll yeah. find it every time yeah. oh Shiva, yeah. such good conversation. I appreciate you so much. I will see mm -hmm. all of you next week. We have a special guest coming next week. So stay on the lookout for our emails. Um, definitely subscribe to our podcast, uh, The Conscious Educator Playground on Spotify and Apple. And we look forward to seeing you all next Thursday if you're joining us for our live recordings. And Shiva, have a wonderful rest of your week. And uh, see everyone soon. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining the Conscious Educator Playground. Subscribe to this podcast and join our Conscious Educator Playground Facebook group. You can find me at Sandra Marie Herrera across all socials. I look forward to seeing you on the playground again soon. Cheers to another week living your life on purpose. Mm -hmm.